The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Ethos Lakers family. It is May 9th, 2023, one day removed from the Lakers taking a 3-1 lead over the defending champion Golden State Warriors in a masterful yet heart-wrenchingly intensive game. What a performance from Lonnie Walker. There's so much to cover from this game. Welcome to your solo episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast, folks. 3-1 lead over the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers are one win away from the Western Conference Finals. And and i got to tell you, if the Lakers can make it to the Conference Finals, I am not worried about Denver. I'm certainly not worried about Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't have the depth. Denver, I know Jokic has been great. I still don't trust Jokic. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. There's so much that can go wrong in this series still, despite the fact that the Lakers are up 3-1. There's a lot a lot of positives to glean from the fact that the Lakers are up 3-1. Number one being LeBron James in games in which he is up 3-1 is 17-0 in his career. He has never let a series go beyond five when he's had the opportunity to end it in five. That's the good news. The bad news is this is the Golden State Warriors. They are the defending champions. They have the capability of just shooting the absolute lights out on any given night. A 3-1 series would be kind of poetic to come back from because it was LeBron James himself who came back from a 3-1 deficit in 2016 to defeat the Golden State Warriors in the year they were the greatest regular season team of all time. If you were a script writer, if you believe, like I do, that sports can tend to have a cinematic value to the authenticity of their results the Warriors coming back from a 3-1 deficit would kind of be almost poetic and disastrous for LeBron James's legacy. But let's not think about that. Let's not, let's not think about the negative. That's my job. 
that's my job as a neurotic fan to be so nervous and so oh my god i was on the verge of vomiting at that game if you've seen that dr evil gif where he's just going gonna vomit that was me in the final minute of that game when the lakers i thought i thought the lakers were gonna lose that game when they went on that 10-0 run in the third quarter and then subsequently gave up a 10-0 run to go back down by seven when the fourth quarter started and they were down by seven i was just like i don't think i don't i don't see it tonight I don't see it. The other thing that has me nervous is a really stupid thing. There is a dog on Instagram, a Welsh Corgi, who does this little neat little trick. When you throw a basketball at his nose, he'll hit it up in the air. And whoever owns this dog set up two baskets, a Lakers basket and a Warriors basket, and did this seven times to see who would win the series. And this damn dog has predicted the first four games of the series correctly. He predicted Lakers winning game one. He predicted Warriors winning game two. He predicted the Lakers winning the next two games. And then he predicts the the Warriors coming back from a 3-1 deficit to win in seven. This damn cute dog. Uh, But the other good news is, and this was a stat that Jeff Van Gundy said on the broadcast the other day, when teams win two games in a row, in the first team to win two games in a row in a seven-game playoff series in the NBA, that team wins 90% of the time. So there's a lot of history on the Lakers' side to win this series and get back to the conference finals. But, yeah, like I said, a lot can go wrong, but let's just talk about this game. Let's enjoy this moment of the Lakers being one game away from the conference finals in a series that... A lot of people thought the Warriors were going to run away with, which, if you'll remember from my series preview, I certainly didn't want to predict a Lakers series victory. It could have easily gone to the Warriors. But the fact that the Warriors were so heavily favored when pretty much the only data that you can extrapolate from the regular season against these two teams versus each other has been post-deadline. So basically what you saw in the regular season is kind of what you would get in this series. And what you saw in the regular season was Anthony Davis capable of just having a huge advantage over everything in the series. And he has been. He's been playing great. He's had one bad game, and then he's had three really good games. Anthony Davis needs to control this series, but... Folks, last night, it was not Anthony Davis who came to the rescue of the Los Angeles Lakers. It was not LeBron James. It was not our boy Austin Reeves, although Austin Reeves did have a pretty great game, which finally, because as he's been on the struggle bus this series, and for him to finally have a good game was ecstatic to see. But folks, it was Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker the fourth Skywalker Ethan and I and I wish Ethan was on this episode Ethan and I have been clamoring clamoring for more minutes from Lonnie Walker when when the trade happened and Malik Beasley was basically there to replace Lonnie Walker I think a lot of people understood it from a I guess from a logical perspective 
Malik Beasley historically has been a player in this league who was capable of doing a lot of things, and he was a great catch and shoot three point shooter. And he had one tremendous game this season, which was against the Warriors, in which Malik Beasley made five threes. But I mean, lately, for the most part, Malik Beasley hasn't hasn't panned out great. He's talked about some personal things that he's been going through. I think, I think Lakers fans have learned with how they treated Kyle Kuzma that you you need to be a little bit more patient with these guys. And so while Malik Beasley hasn't played great, I think a lot of people were just kind of patient with him and just thinking that maybe eventually it would it would come along. But I mean, in the meantime, while he was struggling and he wasn't playing great games, Ethan and I have just been like, you got Lonnie Walker right there. The the difference between the two on paper and even as far as their defensive ability, I think is negligible. I think if Malik Beasley has been struggling, Lonnie should have been playing all along. And I mean, I'll point out why. This isn't this isn't just a a random out of the blue thing with Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker before so Lonnie Walker basically has two phases of this season. And oh, what am I doing? Before I even get to the two phases of this season and why Ethan and I think Lonnie Walker is great, let's talk about what he did. I haven't even talked about what he did. So the Lakers ended up winning the game 104 to 101. Extremely tight game. Had a seven point deficit to start the fourth quarter, like I said. First bucket of the fourth quarter, LeBron James brings the ball up. He's finally being the point guard. Passes it to Lonnie Walker at the top of the key. Strokes, nothing but net three. From that point on, Lonnie Walker was just amazing. He finished the game with 15 points, all of them in the fourth quarter. Every single bucket. He got three rebounds. He got two assists. He got two steals. Two very timely steals all in the fourth quarter. He was brilliant. Overall, ended up playing 27 minutes. Didn't do a lot. Before the fourth quarter, but in the fourth quarter was just absolutely brilliant. Leading scorer for the game was LeBron James. LeBron James shot 10 for 25. Not in, not a super efficient night for him, but he grabbed nine rebounds, got six assists, shot two for nine from three. Was shooting horribly from three. I don't think he shot a three in the fourth quarter, which I am thankful for. He's my favorite player of all time. I tweeted when the third quarter ended. Somebody has got to get in LeBron's ear. I know it's difficult to tell the great, the greatest scorer of all time not to do something, but somebody has to convince LeBron that right now is just not the time for him to be shooting threes. And he stopped in the fourth quarter, became the point guard, deferred to his teammates. Anthony Davis had a brilliant start. 19 points in the first half. Only four in the second half, but it's actually not Anthony Davis's fault. And this is maybe the one criticism of the game. And they brought this up many times on the, on the broadcast, is why the Lakers went away from posting up Anthony Davis. Because he can clearly, when he's right, when the offense is moving around him, he can take, he can take Draymond Green. Draymond Green's a great defensive player, but... Ultimately, Draymond Green is a lot smaller than Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell, bad game from him. Played 30 minutes, shot 1 for 10. You wouldn't really know he was on the court. Just didn't do very much, even though he got three rebounds, got four assists, 
sorry, four rebounds, three assists. Not a great game for him. And, you know, not his fault. I think it's based on what this team is doing. This this Lakers team offensively is just going to ride the hot hand, and that's basically how they operate. And I think LeBron James is a facilitator. His He's making it his job to find the hot hand, which is what he did with Lonnie Walker. Dennis Schroeder, who's played really well throughout this series, he played 34 minutes. He scored 10 points, shot 5 for 9, missed both of his three-pointers. I'd like for him to stop shooting threes as well, but it's probably not going to happen. But he got three assists and a steal. We've talked about Lonnie Walker. Jared Vanderbilt didn't do much. The The Lakers have made the adjustment of switching Jared Vanderbilt on Curry to having Austin Reeves be on Curry, and they've done that to make them a more switchable team. And I don't know if that's done anything to stop Steph Curry, because I'm going to go over his ridiculous night here in a second. But, yeah, I if, if, if Jared Vanderbilt's not going to be guarding Curry, then he could be expected to have a more offensive impact, and he just didn't this game. He missed one field goal attempt. The one field goal attempt was a three. I'd like for him to stop shooting threes as well. Got three rebounds and assists and a steal. Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura, I talked about earlier in the series. This this just may not be the series for him. So he's not going to have the impact that he had against Memphis Grizzlies because this is just going to be a, a different team. The Warriors are small. The Warriors are fast. They play on the perimeter. And I, I don't think that's the environment for Rui Hachimura. He played 13 minutes. He only managed to get up one field goal attempt. And he got three rebounds. But he was plus four in his 13 minutes on the floor. And so Rui, you know, Rui didn't do anything bad. Rui not showing up in the series, definitely not his fault. I think it's a matchup issue. If you're looking at Rui's box score and thinking Memphis was a fluke, Memphis was not a fluke. This is just simply not the series for Rui. And Wenyan played two minutes, so he wasn't really very impactful. But let's take a look at what the Warriors did. So one of the things that will jump, well, two things will jump out at you if you just, stare at the box score. One of them being that the Warriors changed their starting lineup again. This time in this time they chose to, to start Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, and Draymond, like usual. But the fifth person they had starting this game was Gary Payton's second. So they went even smaller. And it appeared to kind of discombobulate the Lakers a little bit. But I don't know how I don't know how much in the end. Steph Curry ended up man had a thirty point triple double, thirty one points, ten rebounds, fourteen, fourteen assists. The man could not find a teammate who would miss all goddamn night. But luckily, he shot three for fourteen from three, twelve for thirty overall from the field. The Lakers made it uncomfortable. And, yeah, an uncomfortable Steph Curry results in a 30-point triple-double. Make of that what you will. Klay Thompson. I think, you know, I like playing the game of what's replicable game to game and what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. Klay Thompson in game two, brilliant, shot six threes. I think he scored 27 or he might have breached 30 points. I can't remember at this point. But three for 11 in this game. Five rebounds, two assists, two personal fouls. 
Andrew Wiggins shot six of The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 14, finished with 17. Andrew Wiggins, interestingly enough, despite that good game in the box score, 38 minutes, 6 for 14, finished with 17 points, minus 7. In the plus minus. Here's the here's another interesting thing. Draymond Green, 37 minutes, three for five. This time he did not get in foul trouble. He grabbed 10 rebounds. He dished out seven assists. He scored eight points, but he was minus 10 in the plus minus. Gary Payton, even though he started, played 23 minutes, plus three. Gary Payton, kind of a problem. Here's the other thing that jumps out at you if you're just staring at the box score. Jordan Poole. 10 minutes, 0 for 4, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no free throws. That means Jordan Poole finished with 0 points. That's going to be a problem for Golden State. I didn't want to talk about Golden State's potential offseason until this series is over, and I'm certainly not trying to jinx things, but I think we're here now, so let's talk about it. I think the Warriors are going to have an interesting choice to make this summer now Draymond Green can certainly opt in to the final year of his contract but that doesn't mean the Warriors have to play him I think the Warriors this summer have a choice to make and they're going to have to choose between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole and this is something I thought at the beginning of the season when the punch happened I thought yeah this summer the Warriors are going to have to make a choice and you know, given Draymond's age, given what he just did to Jordan Poole, given the contract that they just gave to Jordan Poole, the choice seemed easy at the time. You're going to choose Jordan Poole over Draymond Green, but Draymond Green 
still seems to have a lot of cachet and a lot of value to this team and a lot of respect amongst his teammates. Jordan, you know, you you heard about the rumors of part of the reason why Jordan, why Draymond punched him in the first place is that Jordan Poole's thinking a little bit too much of himself around these legendary teammates. And so you've got to wonder this summer if the, if the Warriors are indeed going to have to choose between one of the two. And this is if, you know, I'm speculating. I don't know. But if the Warriors are going to have to choose between one or the other, Draymond Green or Jordan Poole, I think you almost kind of have to choose Jordan Poole. But he's been playing so bad lately, like like really, really bad lately. I think you just may end up trying to see what you can get for him on the trading market and there's a market for Jordan Poole. He may not be playing great right now, but there is certainly a market for him should the Warriors decide to go that route. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is another kind of a problem. He's been playing really well. He's kind of one of these guys that like that just fits within the Warriors system. Four for, six, four for six, scored 10 points, all that. But from the top of the show... The man of the hour, what we have to really talk about is Lonnie Walker. So, back to what I was originally saying, which was, Lonnie Walker has kind of had two phases to this season. He had an injury to, I think, I believe it was a hamstring injury at one point. First 32 games of the season, Lonnie Walker, I think, only missed two of them. And in those 32 games, he proved himself really valuable. I think he was kind of a question mark this summer when the Lakers signed him. He's a clutch client, so I think a lot of people weren't surprised to see him go to the Lakers. I remember thinking when the San Antonio Spurs decided and made it public that they weren't going to match Lonnie Walker, Well, my immediate thought was, well, he's probably going to be a Laker now. I didn't know very much about him or his game at the time. I certainly wasn't opposed to it. I knew that he was a young good player for the Spurs. I just didn't, you didn't know much about him because he certainly didn't beat the world the way a lot of superstars do. But in the first 32 games of the season, Lonnie Walker was averaging 29.8 minutes a game, putting up almost 12 field goal attempts, making about 46% of them. He was a 38% three-point shooter. And I broke it down. I don't remember the exact numbers, and I don't remember how to find them, but I remember looking up at the time because he's got such a sweet-looking stroke. He really knows. He really looks like he knows what he's doing when he shoots a three. He shoots it with confidence. I noticed that as a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, Lonnie Walker was damn near automatic. And when I look, I remember when I looked it up, and I can't remember the exact number of what Lonnie Walker shot on catch and shoot threes, but it was well over forty percent. Now, as a, as a three point shooter in general, for the first thirty two games of the season, Lonnie Walker was a thirty eight percent three point shooter, which is what you want. You want like thirty six and above. I believe I believe league average is thirty two or thirty three percent of the elite. Three-point shooters in the league shoot 38% and above. And that's what Lonnie was shooting overall, not just catch and shoot. He's a good free throw shooter. Shoots 87%, was grabbing 2.3 rebounds a game, dishing out a couple of assists, almost getting a steal a game, averaging 14.7 points a game. Then he got injured. 
He missed a bunch of games. He came back for a couple of games before the trading deadline. Wasn't too impactful. He was working his way back from injury. And then the Lakers made all the trades that they made. So his back half of the season ended up being 24 games. So to do the math, he only played 56 games this season. His second half of the season was 24 games in which he his minutes per game average dropped to 14.3. His field goal attempts dropped to 6.4. And you got to in you got to extrapolate that. A lot of those minutes that he played in the second half were kind of were blowout minutes. Were garbage time minutes. But every time he came in, he came in willing to shoot. His three-point percentage dropped from 38 to 32. But I think the thing to notice, when Lonnie Walker was playing in the second half of the season, it was usually in garbage time, meaning not with LeBron James. And so it makes sense that his three-point shooting would drop because he's got no LeBron James to play with. Nobody's going to feed him the ball. I think in that second half of the season, anytime you watch Lonnie Walker play, he's running the offense meaning he's got to create his own shot. Creating his own shot, not his strength. Not what he's good at. His rebounds dropped. His assists dropped. Everything dropped because his minutes dropped. And he still scored 7.7 game points a game. So basically, his minutes dropped in half. And his points dropped in half. So he was consistent for the minutes that he played with the exception of the three-point shooting, but that can be easily explained because no LeBron James, no one's passing you the ball. So Ethan and I have just been ecstatic to see Lonnie Walker excelling in the playoffs. All he needed was an opportunity. All he needed was a chance. And he's making the most of it. And he's His attitude about it has been fantastic. He's been professional. He's been courteous. He's been respectful. I like that Kenny Smith last night on TNT asked him if his motivation for when he's still, you know, training, goes in the gym and everything, if if part of that stemmed from anger. And Lonnie Walker admitted that a part of it did stem from anger. And, I mean, I certainly wouldn't blame him. How how anyone could blame him for being angry, for falling out of the rotation with all the trades, certainly understandable. The fact that he could even be angry at that just makes him human. And the fact that he's able to rise above it and still be ready when his number is called, it's inspirational. Such a great performance from Lonnie Walker. So much so that Again, not to talk about the offseason at all, and, I mean, I really need Ethan here to kind of, you know, discuss the the offseason and everything like that, but I think the Lakers' priorities have kind of shifted this playoffs with the the run that they're having, which which you can now consider a deep run. I think, you know, Reeves, Reeves has struggled this series against the Warriors, but was fantastic against Memphis. Fantastic in Minnesota. I think the Lakers' number one priority to re-sign is to retain Reeves. And because you certainly don't want a rehashing of the Alex Caruso thing, which incidentally, Alex Caruso, today, May 9th, 
named to the NBA All-Defense first team. First team. Our guy, Alex Caruso. His time as a Laker was not a fluke. I know a lot of people kind of considered that to be a fluke because he played with LeBron James. And I know some people tend to excel when they're LeBron teammates and when they're not, they don't. But Alex Caruso, not a fluke. First team, all defense. So happy for him. We miss him so much as Lakers fans. But I think the Lakers have to learn from their history. Austin Reeves is not a fluke. Austin Reeves was struggling before this game. The three three-pointers that Austin Reeves made, all three of them, passes from LeBron James. His chemistry with LeBron James is off the charts. Lakers' number one priority has to be retaining Austin Reeves. Then I think you've got to retain Rui. And I think the Lakers fans had kind of all but written off Lonnie Walker. Like he, he had a good season. And I think a lot of people figured out that he, he's certainly worth more than the middle-level exception that he's making this season. And so I think a lot of people resigned themselves to the fact that next year Lonnie Walker is just simply going to be gone. But I think if the Lakers are able to, they have to make Lonnie a priority. Because he just, he fits so well with this team and as a LeBron James teammate, which at at this stage in his career, it's obvious that what LeBron James wants to be is a facilitator, even more so than he's been the rest of his career. You have got to get guys who play around LeBron James. Austin Reeves does, Rui does, Lonnie does. So those are the three, three off-season priorities I think you have to make if you're the Lakers. And as far as like what we can look forward to on Wednesday in Game 5 of this series, hopefully the Lakers close it out. It looks like this Denver-Phoenix series could go 7. It's at least going to go 6. So the Lakers want to get as much rest as they can. I don't know if there's... Something wrong with LeBron James. People are speculating that maybe there is, or maybe it's just his age. the The game the other night, he didn't take a shot in the in a shot in the entire first quarter for the first time in his career. I wasn't worried. D'Angelo Russell was hot. It, it made sense to me why LeBron didn't shoot in the first quarter. And I've noticed in this playoff run that yeah, he's definitely more interested in being a facilitator. And he's letting other people run the offense, like Austin Reeves and D'Angelo and Dennis Schroeder, people he trusts. And that's kind of preserving him. My theory is, I think LeBron's only going to get better as the playoffs go on. I think when I think when the Lakers really need LeBron to be the LeBron of old, he can do it. I just don't think he needs to right now. The moments that they need him to be that legend, he'll be there. They just haven't they haven't needed it. What what was LeBron gonna do last night in the fourth quarter while Lonnie Walker was hot? Nothing. He focused on defense. There's a viral clip 
of the final play of the game that sealed the win for the Lakers in which LeBron knew every move the Warriors were about to make. He placed Anthony Davis in a corner where the ball ended up. He knew exactly what Draymond was going to do. He knew everything the Warriors were going to do in that final play. The LeBron James of old will be there at some point. He just hasn't had to be there yet. That's going to about do it for this episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. Hope you enjoyed that win. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Looking forward to Wednesday. Looking forward to our trip back to the conference finals. I hope it happened Wednesday, if not Friday. If this thing goes to seven, man, it's going to make me so nervous. But I'm pretty confident that the Lakers will get it done Wednesday or Friday. But until next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.